0: forever dog
1: hello anna dresen
0: Hello, Andrew Duncan Farmer. Wow. Wow. Hit you with the Duncan.
1: <laughs> and hey, everybody else. And
0: welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to, to tell, tell on the pod. pod. It's a podcast about scary stories to tell in the dark of the books.
1: Mm-hmm. Along with urban legends and spooky things that you claim happened to you, and we're not going to doubt you about that.
0: We're the whole library. We're fiction. We're nonfiction. <laughs> we're biographies. We're the computers. We're the magazines. We're the blocks.
1: Oh, boy. We're all of it. Every single bit of it.
0: All the stories, as long as they're scary
1: <laughs> and even creepy, we'll even we'll even push the envelope to uncanny.
0: We'll do uncanny. We'll do, huh?
1: We'll do. Now wait a minute. Uh, and that, but that's as far as we'll go. I think.
0: Yeah, and then we'll sort of lunge sideways into like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, like there was a new story that Miss Allison Gates sent me today about a lab that glued um, 3D. Gl- glasses to cuttlefish's face and had them watch videos
1: i fully thought you meant a labrador retriever
0: (laughs) okay well i
1: really that really took me to a place there is a
0: lab that does that
1: at some (laughs) point
0: but anyway that would qualify
1: It sure would. Um, And something we should just mention, because as we're getting new guests and people coming in and sharing their stories, um, this is a podcast that very largely deals with uh, the afterlife and spooky things and things beyond the realm of uh, the physical plane. Yeah. And the two of us grew up in, around and on churches.
0: (laughs) Um, And we have different feelings about that.
1: Yeah. I was fully raised on a church.
0: I was raised beside a church.
1: (laughs) Um, But an important differentiation that we must make is that we are certainly not theologians or experts in the field of spiritual things. Um, We just have a funny podcast where we listen to people's stories and tell other pre-existing spooky stories. Um, That cool? Yeah.
0: We're not um, spokespeople for any particular religion. no, And therefore, we're not especially beholden to... Any kind of level of expertise.
1: And we don't want to spread any misinformation, obviously, which is, of course, tricky when you're talking about urban legends. Um, so if something sounds like it's not true, the chances are it probably isn't. Or maybe like feel free to do your own research. We're not experts.
0: Just guess how we got yelled at. <laughs> Can you guess?
1: No, no, it was it's it fine. was it was a friendly thing. It was a friendly thing. But uh, friendly. but yeah, we just thought it was important to put out that little
0: bit. Again, this is a comedy podcast about ghosts. It's a ghost flavored comedy podcast. This yeah. is not a banana. That has been made into candy. This is a candy that has been flavored banana.
1: Right. The only way we're looking to alienate you is on a spooky level and not on any other sort of level.
0: Yeah. We want you to like throw off your headphones and like push yourself back from your desk <laughs> and then roll
1: across the floor. Cool, friends. So, yeah. Okay, cool. No experts here except in things that are spooky.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. We are experts in being terrified. Because <laughs> I was born terrified. I don't know about you, Andrew. Andrew.
1: Uh, screaming. I came out screaming. It's, it's a funny story. I came out Did you? screaming. Is that true? Yeah. I Don't we all? Wait, I thought that was. Oh my don't we God. all come out screaming? Shouldn't we scream? I, cry. Oh, yeah, I guess. You screamed so. in a man's voice. <laughs> 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 I, ah! I screamed like those goats, you know?
0: Ah! Ah! Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's something to think about. Um, uh,
1: Anna and I are riding high, baby, because wow. last night. Uh, we got together with some buds and we did watch in my very own damn home the film. The film. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark.
0: 2019, directed by Andre Orvadal.
1: Ooh. Am I saying that? I think so.
0: Did I say something?
1: <laughs> you did. We're <Words> sticking <laughs> Oh, my God.
0: Um, produced by Guillermo del Toro.
1: Yeah, he wrote the story of it, not the screenplay.
0: Not the, the screenplay.
1: Screen pl- um, but I had seen this movie, which I you might remember, um, on my birthday uh, this yes. past August. Uh, I had a really good time and had not yet seen it because you were still in Edinburgh. I
0: was in Edinburgh, and then I went back to my boarding school and... Sort of haven't left the house since. But yeah, by the time I got back, it wasn't in theaters. Yeah. And then I just really wanted to watch it with you. I know. And And I'm so glad. I
1: know. So today, in lieu of us telling a scary story from the book... (gasps) We're going to go through the movie. It's a change. It's a change. We're going to go through the movie and we're going to compare it to the stories in the books that it is based on.
0: Yes. So I remember um, that
1: was terrible and I'm sorry.
0: It's, we're, again, we're not experts. <laughs> There's oh. like a, a cottage industry now of comedians talking about things that aren't comedy and mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Yes. We're cynical opportunists. <laughs> I've never seen a book in my life besides that doesn't have pictures in it. These three books. We're not smart.
1: I have to say, too, I am stunned at other people's ability to not say um and uh. And, you know, as I do, it's really shocking. I'm trying to be better at it.
0: I don't know if that's an important skill. Really? I do think it is a skill. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: Our friend Henry Melcher, who hosts the podcast over at The Seth Meyers Show, he pointed out that you don't have to make noise when you're thinking. And that was a thing that made me realize a change that I should make in my own life.
0: I have noticed that you but I think it comes from a a genuine like gregarious sort of um, philanthropic desire for people to be comfortable that you mm. will throw in an um <laughs> when you're chatting with people.
1: I do think a big part of it. I do think I have some remnant stutter from post traumatic joy disorder from when I went to Disneyland or for Disney World for the first <laughs> time when I was three years old, which I know I've talked about. Um, but yeah, I had a full stutter for six months after going to Disney World the first time, and my my parents, uh, I believe, took me to a speech pathologist who was like, "Oh, did you take him to Disney World? Yeah, he's just gonna have stutter for six months." What? Yeah, oh, it's you. I forgot about that. Right, and so that's just a thing that I also. Sometimes oh I get stuck God, in phrases, and I it often is because I'm really excited about it, or I am thinking about Disney World.
0: That's the most Andrew Farmer thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you went to Disney, and it it shook you so bad. Yeah,
1: it's those sort of things still do happen to me. Actually. You were crazy forever, sort of. Yeah, I, it, I, I, it temporarily it will be with me forever. I think. Uh, I had that same kind of experience when um, I went on the Studio Backlot tour in Warner Brothers uh, Studios once. (laughs) And uh, there's a movie that I loved growing up very much, which I believe I've mentioned too, called Monster Squad. Mm -hmm. And I realized as we were on the Studio Backlot tour that the Backlot Town Square is where the climax of Monster Squad was filmed. And I actually stopped in the middle of it. I became not myself and I couldn't react to other stimulus. I just was like turning slowly around, taking it all in and being like, I'm here. I thought I would die because I was like this right now, a space station will land on me right now and I'll be killed because every bit of my existence has been pulling me back to that one. How old are you? I mean, this was like a year and a half ago. (laughs) And it was a Halloween-themed studio backlot tour, and um, it got interrupted by a man in a Freddy Krueger mask coming up to me and kind of trying to interact with me, and I just could give him nothing. I was just like, I'm sorry. I'm going through something right now.
0: Oh my God, Andrew!
1: Yeah, that's um, so good. But but similarly to going back to childhood things, this movie has a lot of stuff that when when the movie opens and yes. the the um the score is borrowing from, uh, don't you ever laugh when the hearse goes by? It does something to me from my childhood. You know what I mean? Yes,
0: yes, yeah. It really. I remember when I. Uh, figured out how to play Don't You Ever Laugh as the Hurst Goes By on tenor saxophone Mm -hmm. in fifth grade, and it was probably more like sixth grade or even seventh. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, hearing it out loud for the first time after sort of guessing at it while reading it was very spooky. Yeah. Um, I also, it's interesting because you initially saw this movie in theaters with a group of ten people.
1: Yeah, huge group.
0: And I initially saw it in your living room. Right. And I do think there would have been something for seeing it in a theater. But I will also say the experience I saw way more scary movies like on home video as a oh, kid. yeah. And like. It was so cute. Whenever you see a movie at Andrew Farmer's house, he bakes a tray of brownies. <laughs> I do. Which is the sweetest, most wholesome thing. I know. Um, no,
1: not special brownies. They're just straight for you brownies. You should
0: really have some sort of underlying insidious beliefs based on <laughs> how much of a good host you
1: are. <laughs> uh, no, no, I really should diversify my baked goods that I make when folks come over. But the brownies are so... I make them from scratch. They're not a box mix. Oh,
0: You can um, tell, too, that it's oh, from
1: scratch. That's very good.
0: Um, it really is the scene in the... In it, the did you know there's a, something in this town? People never really die, <laughs> no, <they're- laughs> but like you never do that, you just serve tea and are nice.
1: Um, I never run around naked in the background,
0: yes. But it, <laughs> I wish, I wish it some, was- <laughs> if some, if one of my friends did that to make me laugh, I'd give them everything, but. <laughs> It did sort of bring me back to, like, Diana Kramer's um, Halloween birthday sleepover oh, of, like, watching scary movies. I
1: loved a Halloween birthday sleepover.
0: Oh, thank you to our friends born around Halloween.
1: Uh, my friend Jack Warren, even though his birthday is, like, in mid-November, occasionally would have a Halloween birthday.
0: That's above board.
1: Yeah, That was great.
0: fully allowed.
1: Loved it. That's the um, first time I ever saw The Fly, and it kind of ruined me forever. Oh, no. Uh, the next day, they took us to t- Taco Bell, and I ate a Mexican pizza, and I stopped, and I was like, I'm going to be sick. And oh then I no. never ate a Mexican pizza ever again. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't look like anything from The Fly.
0: God, you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so yeah, so we saw this movie, mm-hmm. and I, it spooked me. It spooked it is, my ass right off.
1: It's a very fu- like, the second, re- the first time I saw it, uh, Arclight Hollywood, thick with teens, a really fun way to see it. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Oh god.
0: You have to. No, but that's a definite that's an atmosphere that can yeah. be very spooky.
1: And it's a PG-13 movie, which is really pretty remarkable. Something
0: to keep in mind. I feel like that it's nice that this movie exists cuz I feels it feels like being a teen is sort of disappearing that yes. it's like kids have to be so savvy and like f- like forward facing. Right. And like they can't just be doofuses in like <laughs> um like disrepute like no one Everyone knows them all the time. Right. And they're kind of trying to be cool. I don't know. I'm it, not saying anything interesting. But no, like,
1: no, no. I think that is a really good point because it, it's, I think it's hard to, you'll notice that like most horror movies that come out today targeted towards teens are about social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. We That's didn't have to deal with that. Our teen horror movies were still rated R, but I teen think people horror. do you teen, horror, teen horror movie. Um, <laughs> No, but but uh, like thinking about the teen movies of like the late '90s and early 2000s, uh, it's it's your it's your screams, it's mm-hmm. your I know what you did last summer's. Yeah, but
0: those are R, right?
1: Those are hard R's, and and I think it's mostly that like most of us saw those films through older siblings or mm-hmm. more lenient parents or friends who would let you rent R movies.
0: Yeah, it was like marketed sort of to us, but anyone who saw it from this age group was in trouble for having seen it
1: right which is so funny there wasn't really pg-13 uh horror movies it
0: was all just about like guaranteeing that like don r's mom would let you watch a movie that you weren't (laughs) supposed to watch that your mom wouldn't be happy
1: (laughs) I know, and that's what like what's refreshing. I remember people were really worried when the PG thirteen rating of this movie came out because they thought, oh, like the illustrations are so gruesome. Are we gonna lose that? And I have to say, they capture a lot of Steam Stephen Gammelness. <sighs> they in the film. really
0: did. They just like globally used the um the the spirit and tenor of the drawings really well to inform the whole movie
1: yeah the art direction is so good it's
0: really good it's really good um, so overall we'll give you like a basic plot summary oh this at first yeah. we implore you if you have not seen the movie don't listen to this episode of the podcast oh, I'm yeah. so sorry right come back in on Wednesday stop the podcast <laughs> go to your place where you get the movies on your little Zoomy Scooty little device your Zoomy scooties and rent or buy it Hmm. And watch it.
1: Yeah, it's not expensive. You can get it on iTunes we, for like six bucks. We're not
0: being paid by them. No, I can't tell if it's okay that we're telling you to do that. Yeah, or maybe. if it's good or bad.
1: Here's the thing: we work in this industry, and you know, pay, pay for things you enjoy.
0: Pay for things you enjoy because piracy helps
1: pirates. Pirates, mm-hmm. and they're
0: and they're they're scary. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so go. This, we will have spoilers in this because yeah. what else would we do? Deep heads up. Deep heads up. Don't listen. Go watch the movie, then come back. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Bye, everyone who didn't see it yet. Bye. We love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. We'll let them get in the elevator. Okay, they're taking okay. the stairs. They're going down. Okay. Okay, they're uber Wait, starting. they're talking shit about us. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, my God. Should we tell them that we can hear them? Guys? Guys, hi. Sorry.
1: You got to get out of here. That was so mean. Oh, my gosh. I feel terrible. They
0: just said they could tell we grew up Catholic. <laughs> that was the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me.
1: Oh, boy. Okay, so they're gone. So it's just us cool kids who've seen the movie. Hi. Hey. Um. So should we do like a quick run through of like the plot, the setup, Yes. yada, yada?
0: Yes, so uh, the movie is set in 1968.
1: Yeah, which I love. We love love a period horror. We
0: love period Period. horror. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh my God! See, isn't it so good that they're all gone? Because now it's like, (laughs) oh, just the tension is immediately out of the room. Um, It's in 1968, and it looks very much like the sort of nowhere, uh, indistinct. It's set in Mill Mill Valley, Valley, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. Which I don't even know if that's. A place.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have a Wikipedia page, to tell you that much.
0: Well, it, it, the idea of a Mill Valley in a Pennsylvania feels very much like this book.
1: Mm. It really does, because I was like, oh, where will they set this? Will it be kind of any town USA? But Pennsylvania kind of captures it, because yeah. you've got the sort of um, rural uh, blank open fields. You've also got some mountains. You've also got some trees. You've got whatever you need.
0: You've got the blue-collar dad who can't talk his feelings.
1: Exactly. Crucial. And
0: also, famously, Pennsylvania is the Ohio of states. Mm. Like, it does really achieve that. <laughs> Middle of the nowhere. The Ohio of states. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's the Ohio of the, the wow. friend group.
1: Yeah. Think about it. Um, so. Uh, we're following primarily three teenage friends.
0: The teens. Our
1: protagonist Stella,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: is a big horror aficionado, and she loves to write.
0: She loves to write her scary stories, mm-hmm. and she lives with her dad, Uncle Hank from Breaking Bad. Yes, Uncle Hank Who's fantastic. He's really good. They shot him out in a day and a half.
1: Oh, uh, you! I. He is living the dream right now to play a shut-in. Yes. Um. The very a very tertiary role, and um. And you just know, like, he got to just hang out. I I don't even know where this was filmed, maybe Pennsylvania. He got to try out what you know, like a hoagie there.
0: Yeah. They gave him a per diem that he couldn't have possibly spent if he had tried.
1: That's what's so fun about shooting in non-cities.
0: Oh my god.
1: A per diem will go you can you can use a per diem on a two-hour massage and you won't. I
0: got a sixty US dollar per diem in Prague. Oh yeah. I would have had to buy a a team of boys and made them fight (laughs) each other (laughs) anyway um, I don't know what but basically Dean Norris is in one location and he
1: was acting really good yeah he does a good job in it that's my review of the movie so there's Stella who is played by Zoe 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 say it again Zoe Coletti we love who's great she was so good yeah big she's Velma energy but like also <laughs> BBE. yeah B.B.E. oh, oh. <laughs> wow screaming. no yeah. no I, I mean I mean that very much as a compliment um,
0: she's got like not similar to but same category as Margot Robbie like the ability to be so uh, connected to the audience and like Internal and fragile, yes. while also being strong
1: and like rootable. Right. Yeah, she's great. Um, and then there are her two friends, Augie, who's very much a young Jason Sudeikis type.
0: Yes, he say? was cute. He felt like sort of um like Angels in America, sort of.
1: Yeah, I thought he was great. They also did some really. I think again through some of the production design, um, and costume design, and the actors who played his mom, they do a lot of uh world building around him to give him dimension. Uh, the performance is great, too. Yeah. Um. But it's like he lives in a very nice house, very um, mid-century modern. His mom mm-hmm. is single. We don't know that there's a dad.
0: Right. And the mom has, like, very much a, a – a, what's her name? Betty Draper sort of. Yeah. Um. Different hairstyle, but similarly, like, shellacked while in the house.
1: What's that Disney original movie where Katie Seagal plays a house mom of that – house mom?
0: She plays a house.
1: Yeah, she plays like a robot house, <laughs> Robo Mom. It's something. It's something. That about, was a
0: character I did at the Pit for a long oh time. Oh man,
1: I love Robo Mom. Oh my God, her favorite book Kate... was Beep Ray Buzz. <laughs> no, wait. And a Kate... dozen
0: jeans. Katie um, House.
1: But it's it's very much that energy. Movie. So I think just appearance wise, I think there's an apron involved. Smart and sort House. Of a a be- Smart House. Yeah. Sort what of a in
0: God's hair, hair name? Game. Okay, that's our next one.
1: Um, Augie, directed Auggie, by
0: Lavar Burton. I'm sorry, keep going. What? Yes, it's wow. fine. Okay. We're moving on.
1: Um, Augie was played by Gabriel Rush. Uh, really, yeah, really fun performance. It was great. Um, then her other friend is Chuck, uh, played by Austin Zajour, who I thought was great too.
0: Was this the John Bass kind of guy?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. He was great. Yeah, I thought he was really excellent. Um, I very it was funny. Well cast. He's very well cast Sorry. and and a really funny. At one point, his sister slams a door in his face while he's eating a banana, and then he goes, "My banana!" and perfect delivery <laughs> and really good line. And
0: honestly, I could see that being written, and I could also see that having been.
1: Um, ad-libbed. Exactly. And uh, and he's so good that I'm willing to give him that benefit of the doubt. I can
0: just hear the whole crew laughing after that line. <laughs> and it makes me... Um,
1: his sister is Ruth, played by Natalie Gantorn. And she's the Miss Priss. Yeah, she was also really good. She was um, great. She was the theater kid, which is really fun. Right. That's kind of her vibe. Which
0: they I, they never went to a performance. I thought for sure it was gonna... Oh,
1: no, I wish we'd seen... We'll get to that later. We'll get to it. Um, and then uh, Zoe's love interest... Hunky Carteen. Hunky Carteen is Ramon who is played by Michael Garza. Also great. Really he great was performance. Great. Wait, Nuanced. Garza.
0: Is his parent a FAMO? <laughs> uh,
1: Garza. Uh, he was in The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Oh,
0: who wasn't?
1: Um, it doesn't say. Oh, God. He was, was. born in the year 2000. But it's okay. It's okay. It's
0: fine. We're okay. fine. We're young Cartoon. forever. Everything's fine. Um, I'm yeah. actually getting taller.
1: <laughs> um, the cast is so great. Oh, there's also a bully um, There's a drunk
0: teen bully who
1: frightened me. And I love that they go kind of against type for casting Yeah, they him. cast sort of like a teen freak. Sort of a Ray Bolger type. I don't know who that he is. He plays the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. Okay. And he's sort of, yeah, he's great, but also like really despicable. Um,
0: yeah, he's not like big, scary 80s buff villain. He's it, like. It is amazing of...
1: what Steve from Stranger Things has done for our conception wow. of bullies. Oh yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, the bully should be a, a, a hot freak. <laughs> um, that's,
1: that's a glimpse into Anna at the age of 60 when she's in charge of a network. Okay. That's, Bring in the
0: hot. Freaks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fine. No.
1: <laughs> and that was all for one person. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we have this ragtag group of kids. Yes. Um, they are clearly misfits in their town. Uh, meanwhile, Ramon is a kid on the run. He's living out of his car.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, it's Halloween in this town, 1968. Uh, folks are getting sent off to Vietnam. They really don't shy away from that.
0: Here's the thing. Vietnam is really the fifth lady of this movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's there. It's a love letter to Vietnam, <laughs> if nothing else. The,
1: there is a moment in this movie um, where... At the height of scariness, it cuts to a TV, and Nixon has just been reelected.
0: Which felt like a sort of pressing on a bruise, like Trump trauma. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's like was it like right after we see
1: the first ghost, we see that Nixon has been elected? I think it's like when the head falls down. The the it's like around. It's like right before the head falls down the chimney or something.
0: We've seen something permanently scary has just happened and then we see that Nixon is one. and it's like, well, we're fucked.
1: Yeah, oh boy.
0: Spirit a- to could have... Was that the other guy?
1: Um, He was his VP he was his the VP. first time around.
0: He was the know. other guy. I don't
1: fucking care. Yeah, it's okay. Ignorant. Again, now, I wish we were Again, experts on stuff. Again, I've never
0: touched a, a library.
1: <laughs> uh, so it is Halloween. Uh, Stella, Augie, and Chuck are plotting to get back at uh, Tommy Milner, who's the bully.
0: Yeah, this was cool. I love when characters plot a whole thing for a while and it doesn't pay off for like 20 minutes
1: right away yeah and so um, the prank is that year after year Tommy (laughs) steals their candy Mm -hmm. uh, by driving by in a car so uh, Chuck fishes a a human turd out of the toilet which they show they show it which is a lot I think
0: it's a yeah turds are sort of like the monster like you can't you have to be kind of careful how much you yeah tell versus show (laughs) like Uh, it should have been the door open swings open and grandpa goes whoa do not go in there and then he walks past and then he looks at in the bathroom and then smiles and like puts a bag on his hand and then it cuts away uh, no No. but
1: this is another era we see the turd we see the turd um so there's they're gonna get back at him involving a candy bag filled with dirty socks and underwear and then also a a flaming Flaming bag bag of of human shit yeah yeah um which is good. Which is good. It's so good that's prank. sort
0: of the inciting incident, is that that happens. Um, mm-hmm. Cool boy has picked up his sister. Um, yeah, Ruth is going
1: on a date with the bully.
0: He's going on a date with a bully. He's with all his friends, and then they egg his car. Yeah. Which is, it's so satisfying to see an egging.
1: I know, it is. Um, Does it take the pain off? I, I remember hearing if it dries on a car, egg whites, and then you try to get it off, it takes the pain off. With I've it. heard that too, but I will
0: never... Never
1: gonna try. I'll it. never
0: know what a car is. I've never owned one. <laughs> I just recently learned that I slam the doors way too hard. <gasps> and since I started slamming Gentler, my Uber rating has gone
1: up. <laughs> ki- that honestly makes a lot of sense now. I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but
0: that sounds right. I think you can like break people's windows too. Oh. Is that stupid?
1: I always, the thing that always happens to me is like, if you, if the seatbelt has not retracted and then it's like kind of out and you slam the door and then it makes a huge clattering noise. It's always, I'm panicked. Sucks. Sucks. And
0: that's mainly what this movie is about. Yeah.
1: So uh, they, they get back at the bully. He chases them. They end up at a drive-in movie. Again, the Americana is st- Steaming. And they uh, the drive-in movie is showing Night of Living Dead. They get into Ramon's car without knowing him. He's and they're
0: like, hiding. They're
1: hiding. He's like, get out of my car. Immediate sparks fly between Ramon and uh, Stella.
0: And Stella has baggage too. Her mom left the family. Her mom has left. We don't know inexplicably. why. Inexplicably. She gotta go. She gotta go. It's the 60s. Women
1: like... It
0: was just bad to be one.
1: Yeah, a lot of people get into family situations that they never anticipated.
0: It doesn't feel good. No. Um, bully finds them. Bully finds them. He's going to, He's gonna. I guess, bash their heads in with a baseball
1: bat. But then in a rare turn, um, the other attendees at the drive-in are like, hey, get out of here, you bully. Like, we can't see the he's picture. He's
0: all the way over. He's as tall as the movie oh you know what? I guess he was standing in between the cars oh that's a good Blocking sightlines. Yeah.
1: so uh, then he's like I'm gonna get you one way or another he uses a racial slur it's hard yeah
0: at this point we're fine with the bully dying we know he's gonna die because he uses a racial slur oh
1: yeah and in a PG-13 movie that's you know you know what you're headed for is either abject humiliation or death
0: yeah um, and
1: sometimes both and sometimes both which he gets so uh, Stella desperately trying to change the mood is like do you guys want to see a haunted house she takes them to the home
0: because you know what. When you're horny for a car boy, you gotta talk about ghosts. Anna, and I relate to this move more than anything. You
1: you saying that that was like a snapshot of you at every date? <laughs> Do you want to see a haunted house?
0: You ever see a ghost? <laughs> Me, like three drinks in, being like, "Do you ever date a girl who'll kill herself?"
1: <laughs> Did you ever stab at your aunt because she thought she was a ghost?
0: I never <laughs> learned how to have conversations, and thank God for ghosts because that's what I'm. Ghosts and dogs. Those are like my conversation crutches. Truly,
1: that's how we became friends. It's great.
0: It's true. So Stella is me. Literally, it me.
1: (laughs) Uh, And so she takes them to the home, the old home of the Bellows family, which used to run a mill, uh, maybe the eponymous mill of Mill Valley, the name of the town. That's true. Um, She is, the Sarah Bellows is described as a witch who murdered children. Yeah. Yeah who told them scary stories through the wall in the room that she was locked in and then and then kids would mysteriously die
0: yeah she was locked there for being crazy right
1: and an albino right is that kind of alluded I to? I think so.
0: I was also, I'll say, tindering for our friend Mike Spence. Yes. Who, I don't know if we ever said his full name. He is the one who wrote um, It Won't Kill it Won't Me, Kill the scratch Me. that we read. that was very funny. You know... It's a it, funny writer. Please hire him, Mike Spence.
1: He's the best. And I have to say... Um, a very a very endearing thing was after we read it won't kill me. However many episodes when we read it, and we mentioned Mike's name. Someone found his Instagram account through our mentioning his name, and then just messaged him. It won't kill me, and he was he was really thrilled by that. So we did say his last name. We did say his last name. Oh, thank God! Yeah, he's the best. Um. So, so yeah, Anna Anna uh picked up all the important parts, but she was busy messaging. I was ghost messaging
0: using a um. A pretty solid message I used to use. Yeah. Which is, you know, the song Skater Boy, is that true? <laughs> um, But let's sort of zoom through the the yeah, plot because yep. these people have already heard it. I know. Oh, or yeah. Sorry. They don't deserve to. <laughs> I know.
1: Look know what we've it. done to you. Sorry. We were, it's um, all happening. Yeah. So as we've said, like uh, they're going through the ghost house. They find her little cubbyhole. They find her book of scary stories. Yes. Bully shows up, traps them. Scary time. Uh, Pris sister Ruth joins the the freaks and and is like, I don't like you to the bully, um. But she gets bit by a spider. Huh. Hmm, think What's about think
0: that. Something to think about.
1: Uh. So they leave. They have they have crossed the threshold. They have taken the forbidden item, and now they have to be punished.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is this is. And also, when you hear the story, it's supposedly the last story you ever hear. <gasps>
1: That's true. Oh, Pocoduka. We have to talk about a very, a very cool moment in which Chuck is hiding in a closet, and then at one point peeks out of the closet, and the <gasps> old, dilapidated home is now um, looks brand new. Gorgeous. And there's an old lady uh, who with like a morning like gown, eyes, and a dog, like a black like a pincer, Doberman Pinscher, looking at him. It's just a great scary moment.
0: It's framed basically like the blowjob scene in The Shining. Yeah. Where she's sitting sideways. The dog is facing the door. Yeah. Um, the dog, dog sort is the of an homage. bear man. Yeah. The dog is the bear man. The lady is the man man. She's got a <laughs> sort of a black mantilla sort of veil over her face. And yes. it's visually
1: stunning. Very spooky. Sorry. Um, so the first thing that happens is. uh, uh Steli- And then it goes away. Oh then it goes and away. And
0: then it's back to the spooky house. And you're like, well, which one is better?
1: Deeply spooky. Uh Stella gets back to her apartment. She brings Ramon with her. He sleeps in her basement because he has nowhere else to sleep. Um and oh, the, okay, so I just have to talk about this first. What will we call it a death or this first punishment uh, that happens to uh Tommy? Yes. You, yeah. So this is the first direct reference. We get to scary yes. stories. Um, yes. The bully works in a farm that his parents own. They have a scarecrow named, you guessed it, Harold.
0: Yeah. They work on an egg farm and they famously need a scarecrow to keep the crows from looking at the chickens while they poop <laughs> eggs. Cause chickens are famously self centered <laughs> and
1: they are they're suspicious. Self-conscious. They, are they suspicious. don't like
0: being watched while they're <laughs> egg pooping.
1: Um, so this is the first like direct reference we have to the book. And I have to say, the design of the Scarecrow of is great.
0: It's wild. Really it looks good. very much like the the drawing. Yeah. I was going to say painting. <gasps> mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's like a flattened sort of like rugby skin uh, head. And it's hanging on a spike. Yep. And Steve hits it with a baseball bat.
1: Right. It says, screw you, here.
0: And he throws milk or eggs?
1: Um, he think he just hits it because it's covered in bugs? I
0: thought he put food on it at some point,
1: which, oh, that's from, the bu- that's from the story. That's from the story, yeah. I
0: thought he egged it, I don't know, but I don't know. But, um, and there's a big cornfield that Harold is in,
1: yes. So he's the first kid to get punished, and the story, punished. Generation- oh, sorry, what?
0: Punished, punished. That's yeah, what, sorry. um,
1: whenever a dog is like in a costume, I think that its internal monologue is punished. It's very funny. Thank you uh, so um, bully gets home he's been drinking mom is super mad he didn't deliver eggs. he goes to deliver eggs. We get the first like scary set piece in the movie.
0: So let's say uh, how it was in the books and then we'll say how it was in the movie. Yes so Harold in the books it's two guys they're milking sheep in a mountain <laughs> and they gotta go and yeah. they they have this Harold man uh, and they are so bored that they just beat the shit out of him. They make a doll the size of They a make man. a doll the size of a man. A doll the size of a man. And uh, slowly they realize that he's growing. And then they see that he starts walking around. And they're scared. So they go away. But they left the expensive milking stool. So they draw straws. And the guy who was more cautious, got the short straw, went up, and then the other friend saw Harold putting his bloody skin in the sun to dry.
1: Yeah, so clearly PG-13 movie cannot feature a teen getting skinned. Guess
0: it can't show a teen getting skinned. That's going to be an R.
1: But I have to say, they're troubleshooting again. And Jason said this yesterday because he was there as well. Um, When you give Scary Movie an obstacle... Like PG thirteen or something. Sometimes a more gruesome creative thing happens.
0: This happens all the time at SNL, where they're like, "You can't say pussy," and then we're like, "Okay, canned ham." And it's like that's so much more <laughs> like the cleaner version of something is always so much more disturbing. <laughs> yeah, like meat
1: flap. I like think yeah,
0: always going to be a meat flap, and this, the the censors like, ah, yeah, of course, that's
1: great. <laughs> so that's uh, fine. So in so like the new punishment is Harold comes to life, he chases bully throughout the cornfields, um, and then oh, but, but no, 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 but the way
0: oh. so he's mean to it and he's got to go deliver the eggs and he walks past Harold beats him with a baseball bat and right. then his body separates a little bit and then he keeps walking oh, and he's been drinking so yeah. he's like maybe I'm just drunk he keeps walking and he sees it again in front of him
1: right like he like he, he just passed it now he's walking past it again
0: which this movie does a couple times and I, it's yeah. always so scary and then it happens a third time and then there's just I thought all of the scares were really well paced yeah like It he loses it for a second and then it's like walk, And then it slowly its arms sort of come to life and then chases Uh, him down, which like I get it. You can't have a movie about teens and then all of a sudden someone's milking something. Right. You know?
1: Right. Yep. Um. Uh, Yeah. It was it was a well done. It was a well done adaptation into a very scary uh, scene. And he bully attempts to stab Harold with a pitchfork. mm -hmm. Don't work. Harold takes the pitchfork, stabs the bully. No blood. Instead, straw, hay and, hey and straw starts coming out of the wounds, out of his mouth, out of his eyes, out of his ears. It's very scary and gruesome. And he keeps pulling the hay out and it's like, buddy, you're hay. You're hay, buddy. Don't pull it out because that's what you are. Hay is for you because you're hay.
0: Hay is for you because you're
1: hay. <laughs> and cut to the next scene. The Herald is now the bully. Like, or bully is now Harold. In his leather jacket and jeans, very scary. He is transformed. It's it is very effective. Really enjoyed it. Good job. Good job. Um, what's and that the- scare, we give a good scare. A good scare. What's the next? What's the next reference? Oh, you could
0: say that Sam's new pet was referenced <gasps> first because oh, um, Stella writes her own scary stories, and someone looks at her or a hot car teen looks at her. Yeah, Ramon. Journal and says, "Whoa, Sam's new pet is a sewer rat." kind of messed up or Sam's pet is yeah and it was like people in the audience who know the books probably went like "Ah." Uh, yeah (laughs) so that was technically the first then Harold then probably the big toe
1: right which Um, is Augie is then targeted
0: Augie's targeted they all kind of go home they Mm -hmm. get out of the house the bully oh something so they unleash they've read the Book. Uh Stella is reading the book. Yep. She's the Egyptologist in the mummy. She's reading the book. Things Mm -hmm. are unlocked. We see like this big dark shadow that's sort of a Stephen Gamel fog.
1: Yes. That's
0: that's a um device that they use that anytime something scary is going to happen, the big fog sort of comes in Mm -hmm. or shadows really, Mm -hmm. and then um the shadows unlock the compartment and then that's that's how they they get get out. out.
1: Yeah. Um, they've unleashed her, which is what's making all this happen. Yeah. Um, so they all get home. Right. The so bully has bully is missing. Uh Stella thinks the scarecrow looks like the bully. She's like, oh, my God, what have we done? I looked in my book last night and I saw um, a story about the bully was happening. And now it looks like this is what's happened to him.
0: And then she smudges the ink and it's fresh Blood. and it's blowed.
1: So none of the friends believe her uh, until. At a later night, which is funny because now this is post-Halloween, which tends to be less spooky. That's where the spooky things kick off. And it was funny because
0: it sort of follows the same thing as Sabrina, where the first episode is on Halloween. And then it keeps going. And it's like, guess what? Spooky is seasonal.
1: They both they both utilize Season of the Witch as well. Yes. By Donovan. Th- Donovan? Don't Donovan. Don't. Anyway.
0: Donovan? Donovan. That's a name that you use in improv scenes.
1: I know. I do use the name Donovan and Dominic. I think because everyone's name in New England is Dominic. And that's just like indelibly rooted yes. in my psyche. Um. So the next person to be targeted is Augie, who we like, which is rough because he's like. so
0: good. And he is John Bass or
1: yeah, yeah, very much Josh? that type. He's okay, Jason yeah. Stakus type. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. Those are two different kids. Oh, wait. Was he oh, the hero yeah, no. or Stegas the, Stegas type. the
1: Spider-Man? Oh, OK. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Oh, this this part is this is a very scary. This is a very
0: scary part. And I will say that this it's he, the big toe sort of wrapped in with partially the haunted house because the illustration they make the illustration. First of all, this is a very cool example of taking a male character and casting a woman because yes. it is not the little big headed kooky thing from the book. It is, in fact, a woman whose toe has been hacked off yeah. and she looks like the haunt from Haunted House.
1: Super scary. Augie, e- Augie finds a stew. Oh, sorry. In his- the
0: Haunted House is the one with the woman with the pinky joint and the Correct. creature is sitting in the one that Mr. Paul of Tompkins read.
1: <gasps> Our friend. Um, so uh, uh, um, look at all those eyes. Augie finds a stew in his fridge, unaccounted for. His mom didn't make it. It's in like a Le Creuset. That that must be so expensive. Le Creusets are hundreds of dollars. These kids are rich. I know. Yeah. You know what? That makes sense. So Augie eats the mystery stew, which the whole audience is like, Augie, don't.
0: Augie, don't eat a stew that you know where it came from
1: especially because he's on the phone with Stella and Ramon who are watching as the book is writing his story in blood
0: it's on a faulty walkie-talkie they're they're garbling and crackling he can't quite hear them and he's like what I have to eat this absolutely frigid stew that has a toe in it
1: (laughs) if you eat cold stew I don't I don't know how to help you
0: I did eat dinty more out of the can as a kid (laughs) and I I was an aspiring hobo Um, and then I ate some during Hurricane Sandy too.
1: Wow. Um,
0: but if it's from the fridge. Right. Also, if you have a
1: microwave available, which you did. He s-
0: didn't. 68. No microwaves.
1: <gasps> wow. That never. He put it out. on the stove. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. I see. This
0: is the nastiest looking stew I've ever seen.
1: So he's eating it. He discovers that he has eaten the toe. He spits it out though. He
0: spits it. He doesn't even chew it.
1: Right. He spits out the like, full toe.
0: Here's the toe,
1: but he's horrified. He starts to hear, "Who has my toe?"
0: Yeah, which is scary because for a while you don't hear it. You just hear Stella over the right um, walkie-talkie, and then when and you're like, "Have I been missing it?" And then when you hear it, it's like you hear it.
1: Oh, it is very. Scary. There's also
0: a cool misdirect where you see reflections of the pool on the ceiling, like yeah, from the outside, you and you that, think it's going to something involving the pool, and it just doesn't happen.
1: Nope. So then, Augie hides in his room. We we see also. I just have to say, oh, so really scary. admire this movie for doing. Very few or very um, sparingly uh, used CGI effects. A lot of practical effects. So much practical.
0: I'm like getting chills from how much they used practical. The the creature design is so good. Because guess what? Something in the room is scarier than something that is drawn on a computer. That's the truth. I'm sorry.
1: It is. It's really true. Drawings
0: are also great.
1: Everyone does a good job. So this also is like maybe the longest amount of tension that I think a uh, commercially released horror movie has dealt with where you were just sustained this moment where uh, the voice keeps getting closer and closer. The door opens. Auggie's hiding under she a also, bed.
0: You can see her materialize in the hall before he goes, yes. right? And he drops a
1: stew on the floor, which I think is the scariest image of the whole film. I know, There's an eyeball on there, too. Um, that's right. And so he is hiding under his bed. Which is
0: like an electric blue, which is sort of like is from Haunted House. Oh, so she has yeah. like an electric blue way back in her sockets. That's true. Sorry, I cut you off. I just no, 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 realized that right now.
1: I'm glad you did. Okay. Um, so he gets out. He looks around. He looks around for such a long time. And then he's under his bed. The he, revelation oh. of him being pulled under the bed and then her being under there is so deeply scary.
0: I looked away. I looked at. The back of Andrew Farmer's house. <laughs> I looked at the stuff they have on their walls. I looked. I also was looking to see if I could see the reflection in the paint, like your hung art. Yeah. And I couldn't, which I was a little disappointed. But I was like, you know what? I just can't um, be scared. It, I don't want to be scared.
1: It is the haunt from the haunted house. But but screaming, which is scarier.
0: So scary. And, and it just something about it being practical is scarier to me. And I knew that I'd be more scared at night than if it were CGI. Yeah. I just and couldn't look at it.
1: He gets dragged into the wall. He's disappeared. He gone. He gone. You see his scratch marks in the floor.
0: And it's it drags for so long that you're like, oh, he's in a ghost now. I know.
1: Everyone gets in a ghost Every, in this movie. Everyone gets in a ghost. Um, So the so Stella and Ramon and Chuck are, are horrified. Now Augie has disappeared. Um, that's the second reference. Then I think we kind of go pretty, they try to destroy the book. They do all those things.
0: Yeah. They try to burn it, which is like, fine. It's like, learn something.
1: All the while Ruth's red spot is getting worse.
0: It's getting worse. And she's like, I have a pimple. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay. Um, it's a spider, you know? Um, and then I guess the next one would be the dream, right? They go to the hospital to sort of find out about Cerebellos. Well,
1: first red spot happens.
0: I thought that happened at the hospital.
1: Because no, because Chuck. It's at the school? Chuck gets. Yeah, it's it's the, they're like investigating and then they. Well, yeah, because it's the red spot happens first because they're arguing in the parking lot. And she and and Ruth is like, I can't deal with this. I have the school musical tonight, which I was like. Relatable.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's um, why they're in the school. Oh, okay. right. she's
1: in Bye Bye Birdie, which would be a new musical. But that would be like a school now doing. I don't even know boys in the band. No, not boys in the band. (laughs) That's insane. Oh
0: my god. Um, It'll be a school now doing the band's visit.
1: That's it. Thank you very much. Um, did you go to theater school? Sorry. So uh, poor Ruth. She really gets just brutalized in this.
0: There's so many spiders that come out of her face that you think that she um, deserved it.
1: Yeah, obviously the red spot. But she probably is one of the characters who you identify most, like, or she has the most growth. She's at first dating the bully, then she's like, you're a jerk, I'll tell the cops that you did this if you keep it up. He, you know, like, she stands up for herself. Yeah. Um, And then her face just bursts with spiders. It's really hard to watch. It's very scary and gross.
0: This story is so many people's, like, most visceral story. Yeah. Like, that they can't stand it the most. And I, it's always sort of been in my, um like, Exclusion zone. Like, I don't have any
1: real reaction to this. Yeah, Liz and Billy could not watch it.
0: So interesting. It was because,
1: and I think it was that when the little spider light came out of the, it came the out leg. of the red spot, it really looks. It's hard. It's hard to the watch. The more I think about it, the less I like it. And then she gets crazy forever. A little bit. At least you'd think. You'd think. She's gone crazy. She's got a huge open sore in her face. You see her get taken away in a stretcher. That's so right. she's not killed, but she is. She has to go to the face hospital, right? Um, so then
0: they go to the hospital to sort of investigate, find out about cerebellos, to try and they realize that the book is happening, and they want to find out more so that they can stop what's happening. Yes. And they talk to the doctors, and they're like, "We don't release records," and they're like, "This is so old," and they're like, "Okay."
1: I love the performance of the nurse. She's like, "What? It, why do you think I would ever give that to you?" Really great. <laughs> it
0: was really good. We like. Good job. <laughs>
1: Um, Chuck divulges that he's scared that the book will use a recurring nightmare he has against him. He says, I have a dream where there's this little pale lady with long black hair who tells me that um, this is an evil place. Yeah. So, you know. So
0: in the book. Oh, wait. We haven't been. So. But yeah, the 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 spider one was basically the same in the book. Almost the it's exact same, yeah. Copy paste it like you, you they're not changing any real specifics. Right.
1: Except musical, bathtub, those are the only two things that are different. Yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah she soaks. Yeah. She tries to soak it. Um but yeah, so we've got the dream. So in the book, it's this painter. We just did it. It's a painter. She wants to go to one place. She has this dream yes. that this woman leans over her bed and says this is an evil place. And she's like, Well, I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Very nice landlady takes her up to her room. And it's the same room from the dream. And then the woman shows up and she pushes past her and grabs her things and leaves. Oh, um, it's hard to have a, a rural painting woman in a movie about teens.
1: Yeah, this one, they it really felt like they were drawing more from the illustration than the story, which is fair.
0: Honestly, like who isn't thinking about that illustration more than the story?
1: It It is a. Ast- Astounding to me how accurately they capture that illustration in three dimensions. Again, amazing creature effects. Really good Creech F. And they, so Chuck gets gets caught in um, like a never ending labyrinth of corridors. It's in so the scary. So
0: he sees it first. It's so far down the hall yep. and it's moving so slowly. And you sort of see it from the back first and then you see the front and you're like, it's smiling. So it's like, no. Right. It's scary, but it's like smiling. And then it starts walking and then the lights turn red. Yep. And you're like, okay, that's going to take forever. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go the other way. He starts going the other way. And again, like with the Herald, he sees it again yeah. where he's going.
1: Oh, every new direction he turns, there's another one coming very slowly towards him. It's very effectively And then done. it
0: slowly surrounds him and then it hugs him, which is the... I think of all the things it could have done, that is by far the scariest thing it could have done.
1: Oh, my God. Is to hug. Yeah, an unconsented hug.
0: And I hugged him so hard, it went in the belly, and it stayed there.
1: Yeah, and then she's smiling the whole time. Very creepily done. Really good. Uh, Again, very little to do with uh, the dream, the story, but A plus capturing that illustration.
0: It's definitely the thing I would have wanted to be in the room with the least.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Like in terms of being on set. Which, famously, I live there. <laughs> I'm on set. Can't talk on set.
1: So now, Stella's two best friends are disappeared into the book. Uh, it's just her and Hot Cartine. It's her and Hot Cartine. They're desperate to figure out how to stop this. They figure out that Sarah Bellow's family... Was hiding the fact that mercury – that they were mercury poisoning the water accidentally through their mill. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarah Bellows was not telling scary stories to kids. She was whispering to them that her family was responsible for the poisonings, um, which which is what ended up getting her institutionalized and electroshocked. And then she hangs herself in the hospital. So she has been – she is a wronged woman. She is a wronged character. She is – and oh – and they She's dis- Aaron Brockovich. She's Aaron Brockovich. They discover that um every member of her family died in in bizarre ways. And when Stella looks through the book, there's a story correlating with each member of her dead family.
0: Oh.
1: Um, including the Wendigo is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget there were some other ones mentioned in there.
0: When was it they went to the blind woman's house? Oh, that's
1: hard. I think I know so why we hard. skipped past that. It's 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 just a it's hard just trope.
0: Hard.
1: It's like it's like one of the few. It's it's one of the few people of color in the movie other than Ramon. And she's
0: like blind and wise, which is hard.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Um, again, great performance by the actress who plays the old blind woman. Juilliard trained. We looked up. Um, but people, just a hard. They're good. They're good. The performance of her daughter was really good too. When the kids are bothering her. And then she's like, get out of here. <laughs> Go. Like, you just yeah, all need to leave. really good. Um, and the
0: little girl who I assume plays her in the past. Yeah. Who like hides Sarah. It's a whole thing.
1: Yeah. It's very good. Anyway, um, so uh, we are now in like the act three of the movie. Things are that the worst they're going to be. And to make things even worse, the cops are after Ramon.
0: Because he's a draft dodger. Mm hmm. Insane.
1: I- insane and
0: insane that his character growth arc is running away from Vietnam. I know. <laughs> like, that is hard. It's not from talking about his feelings or like right. confronting his dad. It's like
1: <laughs> Yeah. A
0: it pointless hard.
1: Cruel war. I know. And that and also there's like an added thrown-in thing there too where he's suspected as being a um a murder suspect of the bully who right. well, that's kind of dropped.
0: Oh yeah, because they're like, he painted a slur in your car, so you you killed
1: him, right? Right. And he's
0: like, what are you
1: Gil Bellows plays the sheriff in town.
0: It's weird that his name is Bellows. In the, I know. Isn't that funny? It's like embarrassing sometimes when you can tell why people were like, you know who would be good for this? <laughs> but he was great. I do like Bellows. I thought he was such a good nefarious cop.
1: Yeah. I, it's funny. I had not put together that he's the sort of Elvis type from Shawshank Redemption. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. Um He's also in a very funny B movie um, that's not meant to be funny, but it's a horror movie of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Whoa. And... um. Sigourney Weaver plays the evil queen and she gives a hell of a camp performance. Really good. Oh Highly my God, recommend. Good. Um,
0: um, so I guess. Oh, and then in here is Don't You Ever Laugh as the hearse Goes By, which I guess is the first story. But yeah, that we'll get to at some point. We haven't done that one yet. I know. I, and we haven't done the Wendigo yet. Yeah. Because there's, there's just a couple That's that hard. are like um, native cultures just absolutely used as a monolith. Yeah. And it's like. We're both yeah, sort of there's some there's some tough words pushing there. it to the side of our plate, hoping the host doesn't notice um, <laughs>
1: uh, the host being you guys, you guys. So they get arrested. They get arrested by... for being
0: in the hospital. And then the hospital turns out that the they were like. Um, so they run in and they see that um, John Bass is gone. Yes. Chuck. And Chuck. And then uh, the. Nefarious nurse shows up and she's like, "What were you expecting to find?" or something like that. Right. Um, and then sort of a dirty pillows vibe, and yep. then they go to jail.
1: They go to jail, and this this set. Okay, I am astounded by the deafness with which they incorporate this next story. It which, is identical. It is stunning. They're in jail. This this police department does have a fireplace. Which, it has a
0: fireplace. Gag. A gag.
1: Um, So they're (laughs) locked in jail. The sheriff is like, oh, let me guess. This book, stories are coming to life, and that's the problem here. Not that you guys are just a draft dodger and murder suspects.
0: So the two kids are like in jail cells that are purposely wide enough that they can hold hands and maybe kiss through. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: And suddenly the dog starts saying, me, Ty Doty Walker. The
0: dog is standing. The way that the dog is shot and revealed, like the it's standing with its head tilted and so still staring at the fireplace, which like if I saw Ladybird standing and staring at something, I've seen her do it before. Yeah. And it's so terrifying. It's been mice each time,
1: <laughs> which is a mouse is a ghost. A mouse is a ghost.
0: Um. It's so scary. You, like, round the corner and see that the dog is just staring at this dark fireplace.
1: It's very scary. And at first it's just making guttural noises, but you're like, what is it saying? It's going... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, in the book, it's uh, a old police station is haunted. If you can stay there, they suck your dick or something. <laughs> and a guy is there with his dog. And, the one
1: twist is in the in the story, the dog is saying, Lynchy, Kinchy, Kali, Mali, Dingo, Dingo. Which is... Too silly to 100 say. hundred
0: racial slurs somehow. I know. But also none of them. It's just hard to hear. But, and it's the head is coming closer, 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 and then it falls down and the dog dies. In the movie, guess what? Dog lives,
1: sort of disappears. Sort of disappears, yeah. But Unclear. the head comes down the chimney, scary prop head. Scary prop head.
0: It looks like, um, I don't know his name, the evil guy from Game of Thrones who like isn't that important for me to remember his name. He like wore a bunch of gray robes. Oh, he gosh, was um, Cersei's sort of. Right hand. I didn't make
1: it that far. It's
0: fine. You know who I'm talking about. I do, I do. Yeah.
1: Um, Scary Head, and then the voice actor, whoever did, would do the voice of it, the me tie dodi walk. It just is really well done. Kind of an Av type.
0: Spooky-dookie. Yeah, very much Av Vagoda vibes. But then this story sort of combines with um, what do you come for?
1: Oh, uh, yes. Or who do you come for? Or what do you come for? Because multiple for... body parts come down.
0: Yes. Um, and then it forms into sort of like a, a dog car. Backbend, exorcist demon.
1: This, the, the, the physical acting in this is so good. In fact, I need to look up who did it.
0: Very good job. Yeah. I, it looked practical. I know that it was CGI, but just like the, the sheen on it.
1: Troy James played the body.
0: Hey, Troy.
1: Yeah. Good job. Good Um, Good job. Troy. Andrew Jackson was the voice. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Not the president. He's been in criminal lines. Anyway, um, (laughs) Yeah, very scary. He's chasing them. So in the movie, yeah, and the the cop dies. He sh- he shoots the head a
0: lot, does nothing. Does nothing. The head just like blinks.
1: The, the, in the movie, it's named The Jangly Man, which is a strange move to make. But he uh, breaks cop's neck and then forces himself into the jail cell uh, of Ramon and screams at him, coward.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like it's zeroing in on his... Um anxieties fears and so f- very handily it throws the dead body at the jail cell so um, Stella is fumbling for the keys yep. while this thing is pushing its head through the bars which we then watched a video of a and pushing itself through a fence <gasps> right which is very similar very similar Um, and it uh, it's doing that they eventually get out it's chasing them it's so spooky deeply they um, pin it with the car against the truck Mm. Um, it falls apart on purpose to then reassemble and each time it reassembles it's like screaming it's like bad at putting itself together which I really liked I I liked that it was like I don't fucking know this (laughs) is it this (laughs) am I ahead yet
1: (laughs) close enough (laughs) I liked that Um, yeah it was done super well and then they run back to Sarabella's house they're trying to solve the problem uh, Stella goes down. The story's now being written in the book called The Haunted House, a reference to the classic story from the first scary yes. Stories Tell in the Dark.
0: It's... Um, very really different.
1: Very different from the preacher
0: story. The creature goes to the house. There's a haunt. She's been murdered. He takes her pinky. Pinky sticks to the guy. he go crazy forever.
1: he go crazy forever. And, um, and yeah, so now she is... Sent back in time. She is sort of standing in for Cerebellos, who has escaped from her room and is uh-huh. desperately trying to uh, get out. Yes. Um, to to warn the townspeople that her family is poisoning everyone. Um, they're all hunting for her. They're super nasty. She sees herself in the mirror. She sees that the grandma with the dog. Um, they're all against her. She's the her. old
0: sort of scary ghost version of herself. Like as she's going away, she sees that she has long white hair. It's very right, scary. Right,
1: right. Um, and then she gets dragged down into the cubby where Cerebellos was kept. By her hair. Horrible.
0: was like that, you should She'd be bleeding. Something I don't know, it's wrong.
1: fine. Um she then she's then in her own time, she sees Spectral Cerebellos in the chair. Cerebellos is coming for her, undoubtedly going to kill her. It's so her. scary
0: the way it's like and it is sort of appearing and going away, sort of like the story describes it as like coming and going with the with the wind. Right. And it she was it was like watching a chest rise and fall as it breathes, but like mm. the ghost would sort of appear and then sort of fade away.
1: Yeah, it was really well it was done.
0: Really well done. Very scary. Yeah. Cuz guess what? That's how ghosts work.
1: That's how ghosts work. Classically. And so um she's about to attack and then Stella is like, "Listen. I know some bad stuff happened to you." Kind of in a super eight move. It's like, "I know that you're the victim here, but yeah. now" You've hurt my friends and you've become the thing that people lied about you and said that you were. Now you are hurting children. Yeah. And I get it's because you're mad, but I'll tell your story. I'll tell the truth and I'll fix all this.
0: She'd be a really good Al-Anon sponsor. I know. It really is very impressive.
1: <laughs> it really is very I understand you've I been hurt. I see your
0: pain. I'm affirming your pain. But you're you can't an keep hurting. Yeah.
1: yeah. You fucking asshole. <laughs> So, Sarah Bellows is like, okay. And then she takes out a pen and pricks Stella's finger.
0: Or her own finger.
1: No, it's Stella's finger. Because it's her blood.
0: I thought it was her own blood. I thought it said, use your blood.
1: It's, she pricks Stella's finger. Because it's like, use your blood.
0: So, she is, oh, Stella. Oh, I was making Stella Sarah. (laughs) My mother, my sister, my mother, my sister. Uh, Um,
1: And then... Uh, Stella begins to write and be like, "Sarah Bellows was innocent," and is writing in the book, and then that kind of solves the, the problem. The ghost
0: like screams, and then all the the spooky haunties disappear.
1: disappear But but her friends have not returned.
0: Her friends are stuck in the scares,
1: right? And the end of the movie is a little hard. Um, Ramon's journey comes to an end. He decides to go to Vietnam. Stella's like, I'll write to you every His day.
0: character grows to the point that he I know. goes to Vietnam. It's and
1: hard. Pr- That's hard.
0: Proud. It's I fine. I guess like don't be For the movie,
1: I guess. Character? I liked Ramon. I'm sort of like, do what you think is best. Anyway, um, Sarah, Stella submits a story to the school newspaper, wins some sort of award- and then in a real kind of cliffhanger ending, she is driving with her dad. A little bit opening
0: of The Shining sort of
1: yes. homage. And is like, I know, I, Augie and Chuck are still stuck in the story. Um, but I, there's a way to – I'm going to try to figure out a way to get them out. Um, and then it cuts to the person who's in the middle seat, which is Prissy Ruth. out of the hospital with a scar in her cheek. And she's got
0: a scar and she's like, I'm nice now because I got my face cut. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. If you cut up a pretty girl's face, she'll be nicer. (laughs) Oh, God. And if you learn nothing from our podcast.
1: So... I mean, I really, I have to say, again, especially for a PG-13 movie, I really enjoyed this. It is a great sleepover movie, I feel. Yes,
0: and it's got, like, good female characters in it, which I feel like a lot of these movies will have, like, one or two, and one of them's, like, a, you know, CGI actor in a rubber suit playing, like, a, a dead vagina or whatever. Right. This was, like, cool girl characters and... It just has everything that I love in movies like yeah. The Mummy, famously my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. It's got the scares. It's got the the romance. It's got the information. It's got the book.
1: And I will say a thing that has in common with The Mummy, too, is its primary character, her journey is not about softening. Yeah. Which is huge. I feel like it's that happens true. a lot in horror movies. It's like tough girl then ends and she's more feminine. It's like, nope, that's not how Yeah,
0: like the journey of Jurassic Park. Right. A little bit of a bummer. I know. Um, no, her journey is about um bravery mm-hmm. and finding her voice.
1: She found her voice. Uh, sharing the
0: stories with others.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Wow. This oh, also
0: sorry. something from the mummy too of like uh it's old and now it's it's like <gasps> yes. in a time period again and like I'm there's
1: a the, bunch of candles lit. Yep, that's very good. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie and I'm so glad that we got to watch together. Me
0: too. Thank you for renting it for X $6 number of dollars
1: on iTunes. Reasonable.
0: The amount of enjoyment I got out of this yeah. can't be compared.
1: What do you yeah, what else are you gonna do for six dollars? Go to a bowling alley and dubuque? You could. You could. You could. <laughs> um we liked it. I we would did. give it three Roger Eberts. I would give it two Mouses or Ghosts. Way, way up. <laughs> Huge mouses up. Mouses are ghosts. They are. Uh, Anna, this has been so fun revisiting this film. Yeah, with you. I'd
0: say overall we liked how it um, set up these stories. And it also, I think what it does, unlike Mamma Mia, mm. it leaves some hits for the next movie. That's true. Mamma Mia 2 opens with a song about school. And That just lets
1: you know <laughs> they juice that lemon pretty hard. Here we go. Yeah, there's a lot more good ones to come. I'm yes. very excited for the sequel. I think it did well. It made it over It did really well. Dollars. It made a,
0: over $100 million worldwide on a $20 million budget. Right. Which, like, a $20 million budget horror movie is, like, mwah.
1: Yeah. It's mwah. It's what you need, I think. Again, it obstacles is. are important.
0: They are.
1: Um, Let us know what you thought about it, everybody. Please, Please let us know. I know a lot know. of you were waiting to hear what we thought. Um, But now, listen... This this road goes two ways. We want to hear what you thought. We
0: want to hear what you thought. And if you worked on the movie and are listening right now, Aww. just know that Andrew and I would give
1: you hugs. We'd give you a big old hug. If you ever
0: want to come on the pod.
1: Please. We'd love it. We'd love it. Yeah. We'd have a blast.
0: We'd give you our whatever's in our wallets.
1: <laughs> right now I got like seven bucks and a Regal Cinemas gift card.
0: There you go. Yeah. I've got um, a magnet for my vet that's top 10 toxicities in dogs and cats. <laughs>
1: So you can have that. Oh, boy. We're not going to do better than that.
0: We're not. Um, Please, Thank you guys so much for all the reviews. It's been so nice. We've yes. had such a flood in of really kind reviews.
1: And keep sending us stories uh, to our new Gmail account, scarystorypod at gmail.com. And you can follow, follow us. us.
0: Yeah. Scarystory underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I guess that's it. I think that's it. The only other. Oh, there was one thing we had to tell them. Oh,
1: yeah. Real quick. Get,
0: Get out. out.